This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, I'm speaking with Sonia Firstino, leader of the BC Green Party, and uh, I just loved the uh, social media tweet that you put out uh, about Monopoly because, you know, we like to think of Monopoly as a board game, but, you know, it starts to feel like somebody is playing a game with something that is essentially a human right in our city. Mm-hmm. That sure is what it seems like, Scott. That's um, When we put out that post, I was really reflecting on looking at data around how much real estate investment trusts, for example, have been buying up properties. And uh, in the last 23 years, um, they have been significant purchasers of real of uh, rental properties and we've seen what's happened to rents in the last 25 years and i think we really have to look at the the problem that we have in housing is that it has become a way for some groups and some individuals to make a lot of money and that human right to housing has been affected in the meantime Absolutely. And, you know, as much as I get the the point of it is to be like, this is somewhat tongue in cheek, but it really does feel like monopoly in that it essentially was like, this is a, for some people almost, it feels like this is a game and I want to win, which means that in effect, like other people will lose as opposed to like a society where it's more beneficial if no one wins and no one loses, we all just kind of work together. Right. As opposed to this idea that like, for me to win, I have to collect all of these things so that other people can't collect them. And now we're left with, you know, people who need homes that that can't afford them and some people who are making more money than it feels like they need or have any right to have. Well, right after the end of the legislative session, there was a news story that came out that said Jeff Bezos, one of the people that has literally hundreds of billions of dollars of wealth, uh, is starting a new real estate investment trust to purchase single-family houses. And this is one of the, the concerns we raised with the NDP during the debate of their housing legislation in November, which was there is no protections in that debate around sort of massive upzoning across the province. There were no protections against things like real estate investment trusts being able to purchase huge swaths of single-family housing and turn it into a monopoly board, essentially, where anybody who wants to land on that part of the province is going to be paying their rent to the REITs. Right. So just to, so what you're talking about there is like, if I wanted to, let's say in a, in a, you know, made up world that I had enough money to do this, if I wanted to go and buy a house, it would be, you know, like me and you and a couple of other families and then a corporation with, you know, completely right. different assets bidding against us on something that like they're not going to be living in, you know, like if I bought it, my family would be living in it, but they're not living in it. They're using it as a part of their business and housing shouldn't right. be a business. That's right. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly the, the conditions that we're facing right now where people are up against businesses when they're 
bidding on housing or when they're um, trying to get into the, the housing market. So what is missing from our housing market is enough non-market supply to make sure that there is affordable housing for people who need it. And in the 1990s, the federal government stopped investing in non-market housing, so co-op housing, social housing, not-for-profit housing. And that means decade over decade, uh, we've seen less and less of, of non-market housing. And so now we have a, a provincial government, the NDP, saying, don't worry, don't worry, we know we have this housing crisis, we'll just let the market, you know, solve it. And I think that most of us can agree that in a, like a monopoly game, the market just does more of the same as what it's doing. What we need is protections in place for that truly affordable non-market housing. We need investments in, in affordable non-market housing. We need to recognize that as, as long as there are significant people, numbers of people in BC, and right now it's about 15% of people in BC who can't meet their core housing needs because they're paying more than 30% of their income in housing, as long as we have those conditions, it means that we're all not thriving to the extent that we can, right? It means that businesses can't find people to work in their businesses because they can't afford to live in the community. It means that we can't attract people to come and work here as teachers, uh, even doctors, um, because the housing is too expensive. And it really creates this um, kind of erosion of the health of our community. So we have to have solutions that focus on creating truly affordable housing. Right. And this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So it sounds like, and I mean, please, please tell, like, what does it, what does this look like? Is this, we need legislation, we need rules from government, mm -hmm. we need uh, to rezone things like what, what's like this I'm like, I follow the idea, mm -hmm. but how do we get mm -hmm. there? Do we take houses that are like, does the city buy housing and now say like, you can't raise the rent on this? Do, do we build new houses? Like, just explain to me how, like, mm -hmm. let's start working our way back. Yeah. How does that, how does that look? That's, yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. One, I want to direct people to my colleague, Adam Olson's website, Adam Olson MLA. Uh, .ca. He's written a very lengthy piece. He's gone through all of the legislation and the reports that were attached to that legislation, and he lays out some really, really important points. But it, it, it really, if we're looking at this, the current housing affordability crisis, and that's what it is, it's an affordability crisis, then we have to take whatever solutions we can and ensure that we're putting those in place. So, for example, any... Um, market housing that's being built, a portion of that should be uh, considered to be non-market. And so there's a, there's a built-in uh, building that comes uh, along, building of non-market affordable housing. Um, there used to be a time, and we have to get back to this, when governments did invest in, in building purpose-built non-market rentals. We need more of that. 
Uh, we need to look at how to support co-ops to be able to uh, create more cooperative housing everywhere in the province because that's such a, a, a stable and fantastic solution to affordable housing. Um, we need communities bringing forward their plans uh, and needs for social housing and supportive housing to be to be supported. And here in Cowichan, we've had you know, a real solution for uh, getting people off of the streets in what's called the village, but it's been a real battle to get the provincial government to be a good partner on that. And other communities are looking at the same kind of solution. So it, there's no single thing that's going to address this, but what we need is a government that is focused on that affordable housing piece and not giving into this idea that, well, the market is just going to be able to produce what we need, and so we'll just hand over to the market the ability to build, you know, as much as it wants, wherever it wants. We do need more housing, but we need to make sure that it includes affordable housing and enough affordable housing to actually make a difference on this monopoly board that we're all on right now. Yeah, and because to, like, carry the monopoly board um, metaphor, like, one step further, anyone who's played that game knows that once you get like behind, you know, and one of the people mm -hmm. that you're playing with gets to the point that they have, in a sense, like the monopoly, it's impossible to get back to the point that you're like, can win, can win the game. You know, as soon as that person owns that property, they're, they're collecting all the rents. And then it's like, why are we even playing this anymore? Because I'll never catch up. And that is also the scenario here in our province where, you know, these people have gotten ahead and the idea is that like, oh, well, hey, Scott, if you worked really hard, you could catch up too. But that's just not the reality because the, the, not. The, all, the cost of everything is outpacing my ability to catch up and the money that I'm paying is going to those same people. It's just so frustrating. And um, yeah. It is. Well, it, yeah. And, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm a mother of teenagers right now. I have, I have uh, kids in their, in their teens and their 20s. And it always astonishes me that the wages that they are earning right now are not far off from the wages that I earned when I was a teenager in the 1980s. So not only are costs of everything, you know, way higher than they used to be, but income has not kept up. So basic, you know, minimum wage is certainly nowhere near what is necessary to be able to afford to live with the costs where they are, especially when it comes to housing. Um, and so we have this growing inequality problem. And, and when we look at the, the billionaires in the last, three and a half years, you know, the billionaires went from the, the wealthiest had tens of billions. Now they have hundreds of billions. And so you see that accelerating growth in, in inequality that's happened in the, in the last three and a half years. And, and now there's all that capital, all of that wealth, and it's, it's able to, to, create things like real estate investment trusts that can go around and, and purchase up housing wherever it wants. And this is what we need governments to be serious about, which is when we're not meeting the basic human right of housing for the people who live here, we don't just keep doing more of the same and think that that's going to solve the problem. It's not. Sonia Firstineau is the leader of the BC Green Party. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, the information and sort of continuing the conversation because that's how we're going to, you know, work towards ending this sort of 
uh, unwinnable monopoly cycle that unfortunately is happening in real life for so many people. Um, so thank you for the work that you're doing to try to you know keep this top of mind for people and also to create some hopeful legislation to um, you know get get this turned around and moving in a different direction. Uh, thanks so much for chatting with us this morning. Thanks. It's my pleasure. And, and uh, you know, happy season and happy new year to you and your listeners.